Hey, y'all. It's Danielle. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome to our 10th episode of Ain't No Free Lunch. Don't let Tykeen fool you. He's so super <laughs> excited to have me back. Major shout outs to Al and April for holding down the fort while I was away. I appreciate all of the help so, so much. You guys did a phenomenal job. Well, this week, Tykeen and I start talks about the first night of the Democratic National Convention with emphasis on Auntie Shell's, hey girl, <laughs> her speech. You'll find out soon enough, though, that I kind of flipped the switch on him a bit this week and carry us down the road of butterflies and happiness. I'm done with talking about all the trauma. I want to talk superheroes. <laughs> so we do. We look at Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Star Trek, and finally, Black Panther. You guys know you missed me. All right. Let's eat. We love. <laughs> oh, what's up? What's up? How are you? I'm so glad to be back. For those of you who have managed or forgotten who I am in the past two weeks, it's Danielle, and I'm so happy to be back here with Cooper, our 10th episode of Ain't No Free Lunch. So, so where were you? I was at Yale, if you can't tell by my shirt. Well, people listening can't see my shirt, but <laughs> I was at Yale for two weeks. Doing what? So I was working on a national curriculum in relation to diversity issues, specifically with inclusion of American Indian voices in civics and economics courses nationwide. So it'll be on the Yale website. So Indian like India? I said American Indian. I need you to listen. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what would you know about that? I know plenty about it. Well, I first and foremost, I went up there and I worked with Dr. Ned Blackhawk, who is Is he American. a listener? No, he's not a listener. Oh. We'll, we'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> he uh, is pretty much a premier intellectual on American Indian issues. So my curriculum unit was basically talking about Indian removal and Andrew Jackson, which I, I think you guys know I know plenty about. Oh, the man so. that's on the $20 bill? He's on the back of the $20 bill, but yeah, the one that's on it, on the front right now. The one that Ben Carson said was the last president? Look, <laughs> y'all don't, we could do a whole episode about my newfound, not even newfound, but like deeper hate that I have for Andrew Jackson. You he shouldn't is, hate anyone. He is wholly a terrible human. He is a megalomaniac. Love he, trumps all. He, he needs to be... In like, I, I firmly believe that his name and Hitler's name should be spoken in similar circles. And then Donald Trump shortly thereafter. Well, he hasn't committed mass genocide yet. Emphasis on yet. But uh, I mean, if he ever gets there, then absolutely. Uh, well, welcome back. I kind of saw the little bit. Oh, you missed me. <laughs> Don't even do it. I do want to say thank you to Al and April for taking my spot. I got a whole lot of positive feedback on you guys subbing in. So I really appreciate you guys helping me out. <laughs> Actually, that was kind of like a trial run. Oh, wow. Trial run for questions that need answers. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't even do it. Everyone missed me. I don't care. Welcome back. So the most difficult thing about Danielle being gone was definitely doing the introduction, the whole, hey, y'all, it's Danielle. <laughs> hey, y'all. That's not, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, if you notice, I'm already at the ba back at the front. That's, that's my spot. So last night was the beginning of a convention. You know, last week, that was... That was a circus, but last night was a convention, and honestly, like I would have been perfectly fine if the convention ended last night because, I mean, we came with that fire. <laughs> like, we came with it. So, you know, Cory Booker, I tweeted that I thought he came with it. I know that you don't care for Cory Booker. You already see my face turning. Um, I tweeted but, some other things. I mean, I will say the back half of his speech was far more phenomenal than the first half of his speech. But there were plenty of things that I just wasn't here for. But I'm just saying. I, I mean, Cory Booker wasn't just trying to appeal to you. You he made didn't up, have to. You've you made up your mind that you're voting for Jill Stein. So. See, look. All right. He's already throwing shade. Here's the thing. Cory Booker does need to appeal to me because it looked like last night he got his eyes on 2024. So he needs to get it together. Second. Probably 2020. I don't think President Clinton will seek re-election. 
we'll see. So the second part of that is as much as it pains me, y'all, I'm with her. And it just stresses me Excuse out. Excuse me? Stresses me out. But Oh, you're with who? I I am Oh, I thought it was hashtag Jill Not Hill. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm guys, I'm with her. And let me tell you why. I am with her because of him. You know I am a Tim Kane stan. Okay, so I've been saying Taikina and I have been texting back and forth. But Tim Kaine is definitely like super moderate, and you you really want someone that's super. But the thing about it is, like Tim Kaine, one, he's just like a genuine person. Two, he left Virginia in a surplus with a lower crime rate. This is cronyism, y'all. No, it's not. She only likes him because he's from Richmond. No, it doesn't. There are plenty of people from Richmond or who have been or are mayor. Not (coughs) cough. Not on the of na- Richmond. Not on the that national I'm not scene. a fan of. Not on the national scene. It doesn't matter if I'm not a fan of you. I'm not a fan of you. That's the either way. Why she's with her. Tim Kane, and then just his history speaks for himself. Civil rights legislator. Uh, he worked in housing. He, uh, I don't know. He's just. I can go on and on and on. I've actually probably should be on his staff. People have been joking the whole time I was at Yale. I was like, Hey, do you like Tim Kane? This is why you should like Tim Kane. Do you like Tim Kane? This is why you should like Tim Kane. I'm all for it. So I'm with Hillary because of Tim Kane. That's it. So let's get back to the convention. And Michelle. Well, <laughs> and Michelle. Yeah, so let's get to the convention. So first we have Booker. And who was <clears throat> all right. And then we had the first lady, Mrs. Obama. Oh my gosh. Guys. And and so last night I was one of those people, like I was standing up in my living room. <laughs> Shout and said no weapon, <laughs> like because the convention until Mrs. Obama spoke, the convention was pretty contentious. Um, you know, there was a lot of boo- Bernie Sanders even got booed. Yesterday. Oh yeah, no, it's just I don't know. I was here for Sarah Silverman. I think she could have had a, a different approach because I think people who are huge Bernie stands are kind of going through the breakup process of a relationship right now where they're just kind of really angry. But at this point, if you're a Bernie or Buster, you're being ridiculous. And I agree with Sarah Silverman for oh, saying that. So what has changed in you over the past I've two weeks? I've never said I was Bernie or Bust. I told you that Bernie or Bust was privilege. That's Bernie or Bust as in I'm not voting, period. I'm a, I've always said I was going to vote. I just didn't say I was going to vote for Hillary. Thank you. <laughs> Trying to shade me. <laughs> At any rate. Check previous episodes. Oh, yeah. So last night, that was one thing that was really, really funny. CNN was really trying to figure out a way to articulate. Like they say, she just, she was just like attacking Donald Trump, but never said his name. And, oh, and, and shade. So, and so I, like, I was just over there like, why don't you just say that she was just throwing shade? But, <laughs> like no <laughs> one could keep it real. That, though, yeah, yeah, no one was keeping it real. But honestly, I probably appreciate watching like the convention on C-SPAN mm. because I don't need all of that commentary. You know, I, I don't need you to tell me what I just heard. Yeah, I don't watch commentary either. There's Vox.com does a live stream through YouTube. So I don't watch any of the commentary because I want to be able to develop my own opinions about the, what I'm watching on my own. The reason why you, you watch it on box because you don't have cable. Uh, I don't have cable, yes, but I also don't want social commentary. Don't lie to the people, please. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, but yes, I was <laughs> last night I was in my bed. It was completely dark. I was huddled around my laptop. And I just put my phone down when Michelle came up because I knew she was going to throw it down. And I just was like, scream. I know my neighbors in my apartment thought that something was going on because I was screaming. I was clapping. I got up out of bed, did a dance on the floor, got back into bed. She just killed it. Yeah, I was misty. I... It was beautiful. And I was so disappointed that they didn't leave night one at Michelle Obama. They should have well, just closed with her. Well, that was one thing I was thinking, you know, like, Elizabeth Warren, she was she was great. She was she was authentic but, to her to who she was. But that was a difficult act to follow. Oh, like, absolutely. You know, it was just like an emotional letdown. It's like, yeah, you know, any other time, like people have been in love with that. But it's like, how do you follow that? You I know? don't. You don't. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like someone hitting a game winner, and then he's like, oh, that's just to go to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, like. But we had some heavy hitters last night. Oh, we did. I will give the Democratic National Convention, Convention. National Convention that. We had, really? 
I will give it to them. Okay. They they the had, same people that you were tweeting about that were corrupt. Oh, I still tweet about it. I didn't say they were corrupt. I just said I was frustrated. Okay. I have receipts. Check them. Follow me at at DM Green with an E at the end. Eighteen. Check my receipts. <laughs> So then we we had Mrs. Obama, right? Who, oh, oh so, my gosh, I, I, so I, much life. I had like an ignorant tweet. So <laughs> trolls hop in my mentions on a constantly, and usually I just ignore them. But last night, like this one lady came, and there was another lady this morning. But subsequently, she deleted her tweet before I could respond. She was like, "I'm pretty sure that Irish Americans built the White House, like, and they were happy to become boo. Americans." Girl, no. Oh, she said something to the effect of like her belief was, and so I I responded. It was like, I'm so glad I don't have to accept your beliefs, and I can accept fact. (laughs) You know, like if you want to talk about this, let's talk about it. And Politifact just had to release, like, oh wow, Michelle Obama's right. The White House was built by slaves. The story that has brought me to the stage tonight, the story of generations of people who felt the lash of bondage the shame of servitude, the sting of segregation, but who kept on striving and hoping and doing what needed to be done so that today I wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves. And and, and I watch my daughters, two beautiful, intelligent black young women, playing with their dogs on the White House lawn. And and because of Hillary Clinton, my daughters and all our sons and daughters now take for granted that a woman can be President of the United States. Like, sir, we know. <laughs> we don't need you to fact check that. Everybody knows that. Honestly. That was a great endorsement from Mrs. Obama. It was. And, and and last night, the only negative thing that I probably could say about Mrs. Obama's speech, the only thing that I was really feeling was like, man, I wish I could vote for her this year. Like, yeah. like I'm. I can't wait until I can say I'm with her. <laughs> like, I'll I wait I her. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that moment. I don't know. I I'm not sure that that's something that we'll see because she. I don't know if she wants that necessarily. You know, and it's a little bit disappointing. But she's got to live her truth. And I mean, Elizabeth Warren did phenomenally. If you follow us, I was live tweeting from at Ain't No Free Lunch. That's our Twitter account. And I went to sleep before Bernie's speech. I was tired. And I was just really frustrated with all those Bernie busters. And I just didn't feel like yeah, you know, engaging. His speech was, I don't think many people expected him to give the speech that he gave. Mm. But Why not? I think that they expected it in light of the the DNC leaks that he would probably be a little bit more reluctant to give some type of endorsement to Clinton. But he said from jump that his objective is we need to beat Donald Trump. And to change the platform. Right. And he he has changed the platform yeah, tremendously. He, yeah, you know, he kind of bragged on that last night. He like, should have. Yeah. So, but all in all, if I'm going to be 100% real, I'm really tired of politics. Hella tired of politics. It's everywhere. It's at, That's all everybody's but, tweeting but about. everything in life is about politics. I know, I, I mean, but it's... your church <laughs> has <laughs> politics in your life. It's like, so like, draining, don't... though. It is so draining, and it's everywhere. And I just want to talk about something that's fun. He's so mad at me right now. <laughs> He's <laughs> over it, but I don't care. I just nix it for today we can return to this later maybe we could do an episode solely dedicated to the dnc the convention but let's let's talk about something fun you ready stop rolling your eyes at me (laughs) stop rolling your eyes at me i don't roll my eyes man whatever rolling your eyes to the ceiling carry on either way we're gonna talk about superheroes today guys
And I'm super excited about it. As Coop pulls out his phone and starts to ignore me. Let's go. All right. So I really feel like we just need a break from all of the trauma, all of the discussions about police brutality, all of the politics surrounding everything that's dedic- that we're pretty much dedicating our lives to. Let's let's talk happiness and butterflies for a bit. So recently, the trailer for Wonder Woman just broke. Did you did you see it? Of course I did. So can't I, wait to go watch it. I am a huge. Wonder Woman fan. One, she's six foot. I'm six foot. You know, the Amazonians. She's six foot and beautiful. So we have so many things in common. Oh, way to be vain. (laughs) But I was so excited about Wonder Woman until I actually watched the trailer. What was wrong with the trailer? Like, why are you no longer excited? So I watched the trailer like three to four times. Like legit three to four times. And I could not find one person of any color anywhere anywhere like background nothing what's up like i don't i don't understand how can you make an entire movie in 2016 i don't care what time period you set it in because we know white people can play whatever race they want to where, where where are the people of color in this movie it's not hard you know honestly like if you came and said that this was something based on fact I would probably be a lot more accepting of it, but Yo. but this is so representation doesn't matter. This is that Daniel, aren't you writing a book? I am, but this is a motion picture. This is white feminism in a bottle. Like, yay, we have an amazing female who uh, like woman who's going to be playing a superhero. She's going to have an entire movie dedicated to herself. Except in this world, there are no people of color. Excuse me, what? This is. I am based, woman and is, black at the same time. This isn't based on fact. Though. It doesn't like, matter. I could understand if you had this complaint about the Passion of the Christ or Exodus because of the lack of diversity, but this isn't based on fact. So. But representation totally matters. It doesn't matter if it's based on fact. Black kids can be superheroes too. They, they can in, exist were, in alternate universes too. Were they in comic books? Yes. When? Black people in comic books, period. No, and Wonder Woman. Well, who's writing it, and what at what time was it being written? This is 2016. Update. You didn't see the trailer for Magnificent Seven. That has all of everybody in it. Everybody in the Magnificent Seven when it first came out in the 60s was white. Step it up. So are you saying that you're not going to watch Wonder Woman? I think I'm going to wait for them to release some more like snippets and trailers. But Black People, Latinas, I'm I'm waiting for like the casting characters, and if not, then no, I'm not going. Whatever. Sure. Just no. Like, just like you weren't gonna vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, I said she had to earn my vote. Tim Kaine earned my vote. So look, you keep trying to fact check me, and I'm right. I'm not gonna watch. I'm, I'm just I'll, holding you accountable. I'll bootleg I'm it. I'm just holding you accountable. Excuse me. I'll bootleg it. Disclaimer. <laughs> Ain't no free lunch. Does not. Does not indoors any illegal <laughs> I'm shocked and appalled I'm disappointed be shocked and appalled whatever I'm not gonna spend my money on something that d- says that I don't exist point blank the end anyway there's another one that's coming out that I'm really excited about that has more diversity in it Suicide Squad is this the real life let me out of you Donald please I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. (laughs) Okay, let's go. It looks amazing. Did you watch the trailer? I haven't. No wonder. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about it so far. I know it stars Viola Davis. Yeah. Who who, has natural hair in this slick. Yeah. It stars Viola Davis. Representation matters. But, no, I'm not very familiar with it. Okay, so this is based off of DC Comics, so so is Wonder Woman. That, like, if you don't know the difference between DC Comics and Marvel, Marvel, it's DC Comics is like that Batman, Superman universe, whereas Marvel is like X-Men, Avengers. So 
It's based on a comic series, well, a comic team from the DC comic world where they basically take all of the villains. So Viola Davis plays a character where she creates this like task force of villains to fight other villains. So they've already been care um they've already been captured. And one, I stand for Viola Davis. I've already said that. And pretty much anything that she's in for real. So the fact that she has a pivotal role in this movie means I'm gonna be running to the to the theaters. But it also has like so many other like there, are, I think two or th two Latinos that are prominent. There's one who's an American Indian. You got Will Smith who's playing a bad guy, an African guy. I can't remember his name or what country he's specifically from, but he plays another pivotal character. It's so diverse and it just makes me so happy. But I'm also a fan of bad guys in movies in general. Are you really? I'm always. <laughs> Let me take a wild guess. <laughs> You see yourself in the bad guys? I think I do a little bit on some like unconscious level. It's it kind of freaks me out. It doesn't freak me out. I'm not surprised either. Oh, what are, what are you trying to say? Think you're a bad guy. <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. I mean, but like when I was reading Harry Potter books, I always wanted to be in Slytherin. Difficult, very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind, either. There's talent, oh yes. And a thirst to prove yourself. But where to put you? Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here, in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. There's no doubt about that. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they were fascinating. But I always feel like the most sympathy for the most universally hated. Like, I love Loki from the Avengers. I kind of cheer for them a little bit. I don't want them to win, but so I not, want them to, like, so not, not die. So not the marginalized, not the disenfranchised, but the, the hated. That's what you connect. Well, with. the thing about it is, like, if you watch their backstories, at some point they were marginalized or disenfranchised, and that's what's caused them to become these crazy people. I see that. I see their stories, and I just I feel so bad for them. And I I don't want them to win. I just don't want them to die. I just want them to be like, come to the good side, and everyone loves you, and yay. <laughs> so, that, so that's probably why most of the listeners love me and they hate you. Everybody loves me. Don't trip. Think that. Either way. So, <laughs> or maybe I'm just an, a super villain in an alternate universe. And this is just me like having sympathy for my alternate universe person. Don't look at me like that. Are you implying that you believe in reincarnation? No, I'm not saying. Re okay, so have you ever seen the Jet Li movie, The One, where there's like 21 different universes and all of them are connected? Yes. I'm just saying, like, if that were possible, then maybe in one of those universes. I'm a super villain with like cool powers and I was disenfranchised and marginalized. Again, like I wow. said, this episode is for fun. <laughs> wow. I'm learning some new things today. <laughs> but and I and I thought about that because I just went to go see Star Trek Beyond. Mm. It was just released. It has like an 84% fresh rating, which I swear by Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever ratings Rotten Tomatoes usually gives a movie, that's what I go with. But it was so good. But Idris Elba is the bad guy in that movie. And I just felt so bad for him the whole time. I was like, oh, man. I mean, he was, he was crazy, and he was killing people, and he was a terrible human, and he wanted everyone to die. Was Zoe in this Star Trek? Of course my twin was. Uh, I won't go that far. <laughs> I mean... Danielle, hey, you're, twin. Danielle, you're my sister. Zoe, <laughs> like, Zoe and I, we've had this thing since Drumline. Okay, so you want to talk about me being crazy, but you have a thing with Zoe Saldana. At any oh, rate. okay. L let's go to Star Trek because I do want to bring up something about Zoe. So l let's go through Star Trek. There's also, can I just point out, amazing diversity in Star Trek and beyond, which makes it amazing. So... Zoe plays Uhura. She was flawless in this entire movie. Like, so much agency. There's a part where she's supposed to be getting saved by Spock, and then she shows up, and she he shows up, and then she ends up saving her. He shows up, and then she ends up saving him, which I thought was hilarious because she was kind of like, that's nice that you came to save me, but uh, I really don't need it. 
And just like, again, the integration of the cast was amazing, but it's also based off of one of the most diverse television shows to have ever come out at the, you know, when television, especially color television, first started popping. So what did you have to say about Zoe? I mean, since we're talking about diversity here, I really want to talk about just briefly. I don't mm-hmm. want to get off your subject. Zoe in blackface oh as gosh. Nina Simone. It's a new life for me. Yeah, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. Heard in my spirit. She was not my twin in that movie, I'm telling y'all right now. Yeah. Which, another movie that I will view on bootleg. <clears throat> I probably won't view it. I, <laughs> I heard that it's worse than the Aaliyah movie on Lifetime. <laughs> which is so tragic because that movie was so bad. Yeah, but so, and perhaps, like, I don't know how we can really talk about this in detail without actually watching the movie, like, reviewing it, but Nina Simone was an amazing artist who had she had some issues as we um, all do yes um some well-documented mental health diagnoses an abusive relationship battles with recording industry but she really like she spoke her truth through her music and you know like she learned to embrace what the world mainstream media would say her ugliness right and uh, she embraced it, and but for these directors to go hire someone, you know, first of all, Zoe, she's beautiful. She is. She looks like me. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Pause. Time out. Flag on the play. No. <laughs> Zoe's beautiful, but we don't know anything about Zoe singing. That, that's issue number one. But Zoe, like Zoe's, like. A complete opposite like they're on two different ends of the spectrum she and nina simone and i thought it was pretty inappropriate for her to be cast in that light and you know zoe she's been one of those people like i got the role i took the role because i thought that the story needed to be told like y'all should just deal with it which was disappointing for me but she had to have that attitude she filmed the movie so, like, I mean, the only way she would have not had that attitude is if she hadn't filmed the movie. She had to justify it. I mean, I don't think her justification is right. I'm just yeah. saying that, that we knew that was going to be her attitude from jump. Actually, I, I think if I were in that situation and when, when the critics started coming at me, I mean, that's like me playing John Brown from Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, Tykeen, you can't play John Brown. Like, you're black. He was white. You know, if people really felt some type of way about it, I would probably say, you know what, maybe I'm not the person for this role. I like, think I, I would have been more understanding. And I think there were other people that could have played the role of Nina Simone. Crazy Eyes from Black is the New White. I think I'm blanking no. on her actual name. She Orange been... is the New Black. What did I say? Black is the New White. Clearly, I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Clearly it's not a show that's on but she I think would have been amazing the woman who plays crazy eyes on that on that show. But mm. I mean at the same time I think people do what they they're, they're going to do what they want to do and she clearly wanted to do to to do that but i will say that i was totally here for her in star trek. I will say one of the things that there was an issue that came up in star trek with the character of Sulu. So there, Sulu in the new Star Trek is gay. He wasn't in the original Star Trek, but the actor who played him is a huge LBGTQ advocate, has recently married his longtime partner in 2008. And so his the character, it, they, ch- they changed his sexuality kind of in, in respect to the man who originally played him. And Joe, John Cho said that there was a same-sex kiss between his character Sulu and Sulu's partner. But they edited it out, which I felt was really, really interesting, especially coming from a show that it's embracing so much diversity. Yeah. So does Star Trek kind of make up for the lack of diversity in Wonder Woman for you? Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But the one movie that I am so stoked about, obviously, if you guys can't tell, I'm a huge superhero nerd, is Black Panther. Enough. What's your game, mister? 
You saved my life and attack us? And now you expect us to believe you're just going to surrender? I am not surrendering, Captain. I have simply seen... Enough. I wanted to assess your abilities firsthand. I am T'Challa. The Prince of Wakanda? Sheriff Clark said that he's going to get uh, the Black Panther movie banned. Sheriff Clark. Because it's domestic terrorism. I don't have any positive words to say about him. And my mama told me to not say anything about people when I don't like them. Your mother isn't here. <laughs> I just, I'm going to keep it to myself for today. He he gets his own episode, I think, when we start talking about Birth of the Nation, Black Panthers, all that. He gets... I have just can't. You, have you even noticed that Sheriff Clark is nowhere else except for Fox News? Like That's because they love him here. There, He's the token. Either way. Oh, did you just say what I think you said? That he's a token? Yeah. He's a token. I, I'm confused. I'm just picking with you. <laughs> I was like, wait, what just happened? Okay, let's talk about this Black Panther movie. Okay, so Black Panther fully makes up for all the color that I desperately want to see in Wonder Woman. This is about to be the blackest superhero film Ever. Do you think of the sale? Yeah, it's gonna sell. It's Marvel. Like Marvel is a billion dollar comic to movie but, industry. But what what about people in America that says they may have the same feelings that you have about Look, Wonder I'm Wonder. not here for it. Let me tell you why I'm not here for that. That that sentiment about Wonder Woman. All movies, most movies, most movies feature predominantly white casts. We go see those movies. White people, if you stay home for Black Panther, I'm going to have a problem. I swear I will. Is that a threat? It's not a, a threat. I said, I'm going to have a problem. I didn't be, say it's going to be a problem. Be careful. You've, see, this is why I enjoyed my two weeks off, because I didn't have someone coming for my neck all the time. Either way, I'm super excited. White people, go see Black Panther. Do yourself a favor. And honestly, it's not even supposed to be released until July of 2018, so... It's a little white ways off, but I'm trying to purchase my tickets early. Yeah, I mean, not to rain in your parade or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if some delays and such with it. Especially, Why? especially with this whole rising and this whole idea that like Black Lives Matter movement is a terrorist organization, and people, oh. you know, people have already they're already saying that Black Panthers were terrorists. But the actually, so Stan Lee developed Black Panther prior to the emergence of the Black Panther Party. So it's actually not affiliated at all. Right. So, but people don't know that. So obviously they're going to have like an issue related to or whatever. It's it's a comic. Yeah. So let's get a little history of this. So wasn't Black Panther like first appeared in Fantastic Four? Mm -hmm. It did. He did. 1966. 1966. As the first black American superhero. So this was before Falcon, Luke Cage, and what was the other one? The Black Green Lantern that nobody remembers his actual name. You just know him as Green Lantern and that he's black with green eyes. So for those of y'all trying to check our comic book knowledge, Storm, probably one of the most prominent black superheroes that we know of, like the household name, who's actually Black Panther's future wifey. She's Kenyan. But she doesn't even step on the scene until the 1970s. What superpowers did he have? He had dope superpowers. So he was a skilled hunter, a tracker. He's a strategist, an inventor, a scientist. Brother Man had his PhD in physics from Oxford in the series. He's brilliant. So he was kind of like Hancock before Hancock? Basically. Except way more smarter than he was. I said way more smarter. <laughs> way smarter. <laughs> 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 way smarter but anyway so he's we'd seen black people in comics prior to black panther but they never were like a mainstream superhero and they didn't really exactly have superpowers but here's i have a complaint can i express my complaint you are all, you always have a complaint like why aren't you ever like somewhat satisfied like I you am. always have something to say like i'm I, so excited oh, listen y'all we went to the restaurant one night Oh my gosh, he's gonna about he's about to lie. <laughs> he's about to lie. And Danielle was in there complaining because they didn't have mint leaves okay. in her water. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's talking about himself. Anybody who knows Coop knows that he want he goes to restaurants and asks for water with mint. Mint leaves, y'all. But I digress. Anyway, back to my complaint. All right. I'm honestly, he's right. I'm never satisfied. So Wakanda. Stanley, really? 
So if you don't know, Stanley is the creator of the majority of Marvel comics. And Wakanda is an imaginary African nation that is like where Black Panther hails from. I believe he's like the king there or something. I can't remember. Stanley can somehow, you can somehow manage to create an entire comic about the plight of black people in America. For those of you who don't know, I'm talking about X-Men, okay? Read up on your comic book history. X-Men is based on the civil rights narrative. Professor X is supposed to be based on Martin Luther King Jr. And Magneto is supposed to be based on Malcolm X. So you have this entire world that is based off of the plight of black people in America. And somehow you manage to not have an American black character as part of X-Men comics for years, like years. I think X-Men for X-Men was first created in like what, 1963 or something like that. Yeah. Yet here's the issue though. When you finally decide Stan to create the first black superhero, like the first recognizable black superhero. We have to come from an imaginary place, an imaginary land. Have you ever heard of the country of Wakanda? Is that is that a thing? No. I can't say that I have, man. Exactly. So I'm mad. <laughs> Why we have to come from an imaginary land? Like y'all really just can't imagine us walking and living among y'all? That's not a thing. A whole comic book series created about the plight of black people and the first black person comes from an imaginary African land. I am confused. But that's my complaint. Is, that, just, is that really your complaint? That's my complaint. I'm, I'm just... So out of everything that you could complain about, you just had to find something out. No, that's not, something, that's not me trying to find something. That's, that's real. You have an entire comic book series dedicated to the plight of black people. We're not even the center of it. First, we're represented by mutants. And if anybody knows me, you know my favorite comic book series is X-Men. So I, I know X-Men. But when you finally decide that it's time for a black superhero, we have to come from an imaginary place. Oh, okay. Cool, Stan. Cool. So, but isn't this movie like being directed by Ryan Coogler? Yes, it is. Yeah, so he's like, he's a millennial. Yeah, he is. He's 30, 30 years old. And if I'm not mistaken, I've seen his name on like, didn't he do Creed and Fruitvale Station? Yes, those are his only two oh, major. Those are only movies? The only movies that he, like his, basically all the movies he's dropped has just been fire. But he's only done two major like feature films. He's like a 30-year-old black film director and screenwriter. But yeah, it's just. That's it. Fruitvale Station and Creed, both starring Michael Bay. Jordan, hey, hey, Michael. <laughs> so speaking of hey, Michael, <laughs> speaking of Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael like, Bay Jordan. So let's talk about Michael Jeffrey Jordan oh, for a second. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm not here for this, y'all. We're like, gonna take a diversion. <laughs> Michael Jordan donated two million dollars yesterday to enhance the relationship between the community and police. By Michael Jordan. And. People have been on social media saying, oh, at least he's doing something. He's no longer quiet. He's no longer silent. And I'm not for, here for it. Neither am I. Like, finally, we can agree on something today. <laughs> for the first time. I mean, this guy, Republicans buy shoes, too. Like, let's not forget, Michael Jordan has been allowing people to die over his shoes for the past 25 years. And has said nothing. Oh, yeah, no, no, he said something. Oh, don't hit me he, with he the said, Republicans. He, no, he said something. What he said was, oh, yeah, people shouldn't be down on my shoes. I'll make them more affordable and we'll produce more. And guess what happens? Then the suitcase Jordans comes out. Right. And they're over 200 bucks. Like, then he goes up on the price. And, I, I mean, <sighs> Michael Jordan Republicans is, buy shoes, too? Michael Jordan is an opportunist. He like, is. Let's just be clear. The only reason Michael Jordan is doing this now is because of his position with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -hmm. And, two... All of those players that were at the ESPYs and all of the big names. The big names, yeah, yeah, yeah. All um, the big name NBA players will be free agents in the summer of 2017. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. LeBron, Carmelo. I had, honestly, I had no well, idea. I don't know about Carmelo, but LeBron, Chris Paul, Steph oh, hey, Curry. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Steph Curry. All of them oh, will be hey, free Steph. agents next year. And so Jordan is trying to position himself as one that's woke. In an, in an effort to sign some of them because he sees that these issues are important to and them. They, and it matters to them. To, to them, but they never matter to him. No, and I just wasn't here for when he was like, I can't be silent anymore. No, you shouldn't have been silent to begin with. Let's 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 do that. Oh, and he's also mad because the NBA took the All-Star game from Charlotte because of House Bill 2. Right, but he had to know that was coming. Yeah, but Michael Jordan, it's not that he really cares about these issues. Nah. 
at all. I just I'm not here for throwing him a bone. Like I'm I'm happy that he's it's, donated because no, the I'm money not, can I'm go. Not even, I'm not even happy about. I it mean, it's not like we're not going to spend that money. What is two million dollars for Michael Jordan? Nothing. I mean, exactly. But listen, it's two million more dollars that we didn't have. So I'm happy listen, we got bread, but listen, I'm not happy. It's like a share. That's a sharecropper sharecroppers mentality. No, like, it's not. Oh like oh, we just gonna be we just gonna be so content. So you gonna give him us. that two million dollars back? Give it back. Where so, you get? Where, what are you replacing it with? I'll help raise it. Oh, okay. Call well, me. When you help raise $2 million, then we'll give it back. But all I'm saying at this point is I bet you, I'm I bet not you LeBron here for the sentiment. Five. Okay, then I'm waiting. He, he already gives back. Anyway. Okay, but then don't say that. <laughs> what I'm, saying is, like, that's what no I'm saying is until that money is raised and you give that money back while it's being spent, use it. I don't see any problem with using the money that he's offered. I'm saying I'm not here for his sentiment, so, for his fake so, apology. So let me ask you this question. Send me the bread. So, so if you don't care where the money comes from, let's just say you have a business. Ain't no free lunch, for example. Okay, I'm waiting. And a known drug dealer mm-hmm. is trying to launder money, and he or she donates two million dollars well to you can say si- i can get sent will, will to jail for it i'm not oh, getting okay, sent so, to jail for so, accepting launder from accepting money from michael jordan that's not you can't even compare that oh so you apples and horses so you so at that, apples and with horses. that being said you'll take the money from apples certain and people. horses okay figure. yeah if i'm not gonna get sent to jail for it different okay. either way she'll take the dirty use, money off. use that bread that he gave because use it and tell him that you don't really, you're not really concerned about his sentiments because they're fake. I'm there for that. He's fake. Either way, back to Black Panther. Either way, the movie is set to star Chadwick Boseman. Is that how you say his last name? Boseman? I believe so. So he's the main character. So you might know him from the movie 42. Oh, quick side note, Ryan Coogler. Also, he, a lot of people don't know this, but he consistently works as a counselor for juvenile youth at a juvenile hall in San Francisco. That's like since he was 21. So I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, maybe Ryan can come on the show one day. We should invite him. Hey, Ryan. I'm going to tweet you this episode. You want to you wanna join us for another episode of Ain't No Free Lunch? Either way. So recently via like Twitter, Instagram, it was confirmed that the movie's other star like title characters will be played by Lupita Nyong'o, who I'm obsessed with. Oh my goodness, she's amazing. Michael Bay, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael B. Jordan. And I think I'm saying this right, but I probably am not. Denai Gurria? Is that how you say her name? I'm not sure. Either way, she's best known for her role in The Walking Dead. And I didn't know who she was, for real, for real, because I don't do zombies. I don't watch stuff like that. But apparently she's a big name over there. Yeah. I can't get into The Walking Dead, but like people, people love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. But... One, there's two things that I'm super hype about Black Panther for. One, reportedly the cast is 90% like African, African American, black. Which so, like, so you're being hypocritical. No, because, I'm not being hypocritical. Do not pander to white people because I don't have time for it. I'm not pandering. For I'm years, just calling you, you out are. and holding you accountable. Years. No. We should be able to run movies like this, superheroes. How many superhero movies are totally white? Nah, I'm not here for that. And the title female characters are dark-skinned. I'm so happy about that. Now, that is one thing I did. I love uh, that. Kind of about the whole epitome of beauty Mm -hmm. and how Mrs. Obama, her beauty contradicts the world's epitome of beauty. I think she's gorgeous. And one person, maybe it was Van Jones. It was Van Jones. He kind of talked about that last night a little bit because I did flick to CNN because I do like Van Jones at times. And that was one thing he said. It was like, you know, she's gorgeous. And this isn't what the rest of the world would say is gorgeous. Like, Black Twitter was upset with him for saying that. Shout out. What'd you say? I said Black Twitter was upset with him for saying that. Because they were like, that. those were like the first words out of his mouth about, mouth about her speech. Which was kind of like reducing her. But I mean, he went back and he corrected himself on Twitter and said, you know, this is what I meant by what I said. But I just love that. I think it's a big deal because colorism exists. So the fact that, you know, we have the two title female women characters in this Black Panther movie being of darker skin tone is amazing. And again, representation matters. So many of our black superhero women that have been in these movies have been biracial 
or very fair skin. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being like that, but there needs to be a variety of representation. We all come in different shades and skin tones. So I think it's it's far past due, especially given that Storm is supposed to be from Kenya and in the cartoons is mid to dark darker skinned. So, I'm sorry, in the comic. So, I don't know. I just, I'm really excited about that. I'm so ready for this. And y'all know I love slave narratives, but this is exactly what I was talking about when I was talking about, like, Underground, how we need more television shows, movies with black people without slave narratives. We can be, we can have successful movies. The last time a movie like this that garnered this much excitement, I think was probably, with a majority black cast, was probably 12 Years a Slave, the butler soon to be a birth of the nation like i love being excited about us being represented as non-oppressed peoples and i'm just i'm so here for it so are you implying that you're going to write a comic next no i'm not going to write a comic that's not i I hope somebody else this is a call for whoever is although they're not starting just stopping just with the movie I will say, though, if this movie kicks the bucket, like if it's terrible, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like I'm going to be so hurt because you know they're going to be one and done. Have you ever seen Bad Guys Cry? Bad Guys get emotional, too. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. They really they really struggle with a lot. That's why they're bad. But anyway, so prospects for black comics in general just got a whole lot bigger, regardless if I'm going to be writing them or not. World of Wakanda, which is the nation where... Black Panther originates from the fictional land that's in Africa. They're going to do a drop of that in November. So the current Black Panther comics is currently being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, who is the author of Between the World and Me. Between the World and Me. Yeah, and he's currently a correspondent for The Atlantic, has written a, a plethora of great articles. He writes the current Black Panther comics. And the new writers for the comic, The World of Wakanda, are going to be Roxanne Gay, who is a feminist writer, and I think I'm saying this right, Yana Harvey. And I'm, yeah. apologies if I didn't say it correctly, who is a poet. And I'm just so here for, like, black women as comic book writers. If they're the first black women to be given primary, like, rights as com- comic book writers in the Marvel Universe. So, uh, they're black. One is black and queer. I'm just here for, like us entering spaces that we were shut off to from before. And speaking of coats, I'd like for us at some point to maybe review Between the World and Me. Oh, absolutely. I definitely read it. And so I read it in one sitting. Oh, I didn't. It took me a couple of days. I had to keep putting it down because it was stress. It was like stressful. I started reading it at at Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and I, I came back home and just finished it like, immediately. No, it took me several days. But, but you know, I write in books, so that's like one of the problems I have. I remember the lady in Barnes and Noble said, So, are you writing in that book? I said, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I write in books too. But I do have a question. So, I did say before, like, if this movie kicks the bucket and is bad, that I might cry a little bit on the inside. So, we know typically that we're given. Sometimes just one shot to do something like this. And if it doesn't work, then they say, oh, the American public, they're just not interested in those stories. So what do you think will happen or what do you think needs to be done in case this movie is bad? If Black Panther isn't so lit as the hashtag says, like how do we move forward and make sure that our stories continue to be told? Honestly, you know, one of the issues with the exception of Tyler Perry, no one really has delved into to this part of multimedia. Mm. And uh, so we don't own production companies. We don't own, uh, you know, we don't have the dis- distribution deals. Yeah, not generally speaking. Yeah, so, like, we don't have the infrastructure to continue to push these types of things out. Thank goodness for Oprah. Oprah, Tyler Perry, and, you know, Spike Lee at times when he's not hating. Ava DuVernay, doesn't she ever own? Or does she I'm operate sure. underneath of Oprah? I'm going to have to I'm check. Not sure. But that's just something that concerns me. And so a solution that I'm going to suggest is, one, just go see the movie, first and foremost. Pay, pay the money, go see the movie, bolster it up so that they know that even if the movie is bad, it can generate revenue. But if it, if it flops, which I don't even want to like, acknowledge the possibility of it flopping, but if it flops, I think that we still need to do just the same thing that we do with like our legislators. We need to push. We need to write. We need to call. We need to say, hey, these are things that we are interested in seeing. Please do not relegate us to just romance and slave novels. Like that's slave narratives. 
that's not what we're we're not just we're not a monolith of people and i think any people of color that are interested in having more people of color be at the forefront of movies like this in this comic world it's something that we definitely need to just push or write your own and then hope <laughs> hope for the best we need to create coalitions and support each other i love the hashtag hashtag black panther so lit because it shows i i'm hoping that there's going to be an outpouring of support for black panther and for more movies that are more diverse and then voice your opinion when things aren't diverse like yeah. i'm upset with wonder woman i'm not gonna lie you know and something that i appreciate it you know in this day and age I'm i'm always a fan of as you said, you know, write your own, create your own. With the technology we have today and with social media, you can do anything, even on a bare bones budget. So I used to use this example of how you can create your own person. And don't judge me, but the twerk team, like those girls. He's always talking about the twerk but team. But those yeah. girls built an empire off of dancing on YouTube. This is true. Cardi B built an empire off of Instagram. Yeah, and so I remember one thing, like right after college, I was introduced to the Awkward Black Girl series. Oh, yeah. And that's like exploded. Yeah, it, it was huge. And, you know, I mean, she just kind of like made it with some friends and just kind of started off being a hobby. And I think that now, like, she has probably a dozen employees. Right. And they just started with YouTube again. And I think as millennials, we have so many things at our fingertips. So even if you're not a millennial and you're listening, there are ways that you can, like, we started this podcast. <laughs> like, it doesn't take a lot what, to 40, make. What, yeah, we started this with $40 microphones. Literally $40 microphones, and it didn't even come through the first episode. But thank you, Virginia Family Services. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Because I know you guys know we sound so much better. But yeah, give back, support, use your resources, express when you're disappointed. I'm looking forward to seeing even more and more diversity as we continue to go through. You know, you had April Rain with her hashtag Oscar So White. That blew up. Now you have all of these diverse candidates being admitted to the Academy. Like, raise your voice. That's that's the only solution that I have for us is, is for us to push forward. And the power of social media. Oh, oh it's out goodness. of control. So speaking of social media, follow us on Twitter at Ain't No Free Lunch. Let, help us create this revolution. Thank you all for listening. Let me know if you want Danielle to come back for episode 11. He is so rude and disrespectful. You know this is your favorite one so far. Okay, bye.